Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the gang, the one you never asked to be part of. You are listening to the Grief Gang podcast, the show dedicated to breaking down the topic of grief one conversation at a time with me your host Amber Cheerfree. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. It is a Christmas fight episode. It is a very rambly episode this week. I came with no structure. I said fuck it, let the control freak in me go away and just see what happens. About a week or so ago, I just put a call out just asking, how are you feeling towards Christmas? What are some things you'd like us to talk about and just get the conversation going? And so I've touched base on a few of those in this episode. I'm talking about how to get through the first Christmas, what Christmases have been like for me over the past few years and what I've done to kind of survive quite plain and simply just survive through these Christmases because sometimes that is all you can do is just survive through them um I hope it's helpful I don't know if it will be it's very rambly but I think it's something that I need to as well just to get a few things off my chest so thanks so much and happy listening Christmas time. No. <laughs> I don't know why. I've decided just to start the episode like that. No, no, I'm not about to start singing Christmas songs because I know that's not the vibe for some um, and that you would literally probably want to throat punch me if I started singing Christmas songs. Though I did discover a new Christmas song the other day by a gentleman called Donny Hathaway. I don't know if it's like, yeah, it's Donny Hathaway. I don't know. It was kind of cute. I did like it, I must confess. But anyhow, this is uh, the first Christmas content episode 
of this season, we obviously have, um, oh my God, what am I even saying? <laughs> I'm lost. I was saying, you know, we have, um, we, I will do next week's episode will be the kind of submission Christmas episode, which I will start calling out for. So I'd really, really, really love if you could head on over to the grief gang on Instagram and follow me there because over there I will be putting out the prompt on how you can get involved in this year's Christmas episode. And if you have no idea of what I'm talking about, you can go back through uh, 2021 and 2020s and 2019. No. No, not 2019. For the past two years, forget how long I've been doing this podcast, um, and listen to those Christmas episodes. It's the episode where I ask you guys to write in and either share a memory or a message for your loved one that, you know, you would have said to them if they were still here, maybe even still do, you know, in a card or just even out loud. It's a really wholesome episode, incredibly moving. So I'd really, really love for you to get involved there darlings get involved there so this week's episode is just a little bit off piece to be totally honest I've got no structure for it really trying to just go with the flow these kind of days you know not give myself too much of a of a military kind of flow for these episodes just trying to get back in the feng shui but obviously I I want to acknowledge and well have been feeling my own type of way as we approach uh, Christmas and we are now amidst obviously the Christmas period um, for those that celebrate it and whether you are about to experience your first Christmas like your loved one your second whatever year this Christmas will be without your loved ones. You do just kind of never know how it's going to be. Um, some years, I'm going to speak for people who have maybe got a few Christmases under their belt, <laughs> like I. Some are better than most. Some are total dog shit. And you can have like a really long streak of like good feeling type of Christmases and think oh okay like I'm at the point now clearly where Christmases just don't like fuck me up so much anymore and then like another year will come by and it'll go no you silly bitch this is grief (laughs) I'm back here to say hello in a really intense way and you're like oh and that's not to say that on the years where I felt better than maybe previous years around Christmas, that grief hasn't been present. Of course it has, but just in the way that it shows and manifests itself might be different. So throughout this episode, I think I put a call out a couple of weeks ago, maybe a week and a half ago, just saying, you know, what kind of things would you like me to cover in this episode? Um, and there was quite a few varying things, and I thought, oh, I'll pinpoint one. But I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Just go all around the houses, Amber, and just try and pinpoint um, or touchstone on on some of them. So that's what I'm going to kind of do. I feel like I'm going to talk a bit today about how I've been feeling towards this Christmas this year. And I also had a couple of questions within those questions from people in, in the grief gang about how... I have got through previous Christmases and more specifically my first Christmas so I think I will touch 
on this year and then I will go back in time. So this year, Christmas. This year, Christmas is the first, well, not the first. It's another Christmas that looks very different for me. I've moved out and me and my partner were in our first home together. And so Christmas looks, well, one physically different and the traditions look different. Whereas previously, so I've been at my dad's, been living at my dad for the past couple of years and then lived in the family home of which I was raised in by my mum and dad. And so there's just, there's just been a lot of change as I actually really do sit here and reflect now. There's been quite a lot of change in general over the past, well, six years since mum's died. And just like, not that nothing's been unstable, but yeah, there's just been change. And so, yeah, Christmas, Christmas has always been a tricky time for me for more than the, the blatant obviously, reason of mum not being here. But in terms of like, I don't know if anybody else feels like when I'll speak maybe more to a paternal, paternal, parental loss of like when your parent dies and I, I don't know, you just kind of, it kind of goes out the window of like, well, okay, well, who am I going to spend Christmas with this year? And although I've known consciously that, yeah, I'll spend it with my dad and my brother and his family. I don't know when mum died, it was kind of like, well, who am I going to spend it with? And um, more so, who's going to do Christmas? Because <laughs> at the age of 19, my mum died. I had no idea how to like host Christmas. And then like I was looking at my dad and my brothers to be like, do you know how to host Christmas? And they bloody didn't either. So it felt like it fell on my shoulders. That's not me putting onus on that. Anybody made me feel like I had to do Christmas and take that responsibility. But I definitely felt that pressure a bit of, um, all right, my mum's not here. I'm the next female <laughs> misogyny again, maybe just internalized misogyny. Um, why am I at 19 having to do a full on fucking spread? <laughs> I ain't got the foggiest. I ain't got the foggiest, but I did. And, um, I'm, I'm going, the, I'm going backwards now. I'm going to go, I'm going to go through those first couple of Christmases and then get up to where I am today. That makes more sense, doesn't it? So yeah, that first Christmas, I remember, yeah, it was, it was very chaotic time in the family anyway. We were very much butting heads, quite a lot of us. And so there was a lot of tension between our relationships. And I remember, so to the people who have asked me, how did I get through um, that first Christmas? Um, I very much, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, I threw myself into, um, it's not actually, no, do you know what? It's not a good thing, I don't think. Really trying to emulate my mum and how she did Christmas. And although I, I didn't get it right, obviously, I can't emulate her. I'm not my mum. Um, and I really try to do the traditions that she did. Um, and though some of them did bring comfort of knowing, oh, we used to do this for mum or mum used to do this for us, did bring comfort. But then there were some aspects that when I would try to do it and just obviously couldn't get it spot on, really upset me. 
I was just like, for fuck's sake, why can't I get this fucking Yorkshire pudding right? Or why can't I, you know, why can't I time everything to come out of the oven on time? How did she get it so perfect and everything was still warm? You know what I mean? And so there was there was pros and cons of trying to do things the way that she did. Um, and that touches on traditions. And I will I'll come back to that a little bit later on about making your own traditions um so I think that is really really key um so that's first year I think I very much was in survival mode we were probably about six months in um yeah we were just about six yeah well actually had to the date yeah 25th of June she died in 25th of December yeah so it's bang on six months um very much a survived through that first Christmas and sometimes if all you do is survive this Christmas then it's enough. You don't have to be Mr. or Mrs. Claus and be, you know, the spirit of Christmas embodied if that's not what you don't want to be and don't feel pressured to be. The second Christmas, a little bit the same, survive, 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 get through maybe, I think I probably slapped on a bit of the happier face, a bit more like inside dying. And I don't know what specific Christmas... I think probably Christmas has changed for me and looking at them a bit differently when my niece and nephew were born. Um, I think if my niece and nephew weren't here, I would be like, fuck Christmas in its arse. I hate it. (laughs) Still do a bit. Um, But they kind of, especially when my nephew was born, gave, gave me a reason to be like, okay, semi getting the Christmas spirit now although he had absolutely no idea what this day of the year was he was an infant but still just like oh baby's first Christmas and then as he got a bit older and started to understand more about Christmas and what it means did it bring back a bit of that childlike excitement again and kind of it brought like watching my brother and his partner create or even continue the traditions that our mum and our parents would do to make us feel special at Christmas and make the whole thing magical watching them do it with my nephew kind of yeah brought back really fond happy memories and I think before I before that would have happened but it did happen I, I did think maybe oh this would be too sad and thinking you know mum should be here or oh we used to do that. How sad is that we didn't get to do that anymore? Although we are fully grown adults, but anyway. Um, but it actually, it really does and still does bring a lot of comfort. I think that's the case maybe for a lot of people who either, you know, have children and are going through a loss. You kind of do stick on that face and go, you know what, get through it for the kids. And that's a form of survival too as well. And so, yeah, I think probably when my niece and nephew were born, did I finally go, all right, okay. And it wasn't actually from a place of force, you know. I think I'm sitting here making it sound as if like I was like, all right, do it for the kids. It actually made and does make me want to get into the festive spirit a little bit. But not everybody listening here might have little people in their life, whether that's your own children or niece or nephew or just other people, these small children in your life, um, to kind of bring that magic back into Christmas. So, yeah, you could absolutely argue that I probably 
hide a lot of feelings that I have towards Christmas through my niece and nephew's joy. But hey, you're not my therapist. I don't even have a therapist <laughs> yet. My 2023 goal is to go back into therapy, but I don't know if I can be bothered or financially viable. Anyhow. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So, yeah. Christmases have changed, but there has always been, I'm going to be just brutally honest, there's always been that underwhelming just feeling of shitness. <laughs> um, it's just, I've been speaking about this a lot. I've been doing some talks and workshops over the last couple of weeks, which has been amazing. And um, I've been speaking a lot, obviously, about Christmas. And the thing that keeps coming up for me is, really a lot about um how media and commercials and advertising portray christmas of like the perfect 2.4 family every bastard is still alive in the family you know what i mean they've got the whole picture of the whole family the whole john lewis spread don't sue me john lewis of the whole nannies granddad maybe even great nanny is there somewhere at the table both parents kids siblings every bastard is still alive and they're all smiling no one's arguing with each other no one's calling each other a cunt no one's saying you're burning the fucking potatoes you know it's so picturesque isn't it and you just think well i kind of think in this day and age in this the past couple of years we've lived through how can we still not portray an actual like real imagery of what Christmas might look like, especially coming out the back of a pandemic where millions of people have died. But, you know, probably to the marketing, the advertisers, that's too gloomy. But it's reality, isn't it? Hey. So that's been what's really irking me. Like, just all the, you know, like everyone's like, oh, I love when the John Lewis advert comes out and I love when all the supermarkets have their adverts come out for me when they come out can't lie, i do love a john lewis i can't lie but you know i don't know why being a griever you just i think oh god here we go it's going to be the perfect the perfect family the perfect setting and i think john lewis have done that throughout the past i don't know why i'm on a john lewis slander or train at the moment um <laughs> they have done that throughout the previous years but then this year's was different have you watched john lewis advert you should watch it. It actually was different this year and it actually was quite, I think, meaningful. Um, 
yeah, that's what really irks me. But just to, to come back full circle to, yeah, the past couple of years have been pretty okay for me for Christmas because of the kids and kind of getting just stuck in there. Um, but yeah, this year, this year feels a bit unknown. I think that's the word. This Christmas feels a bit unknown to me. I'm in a new home, new experience with my partner. We're now making our own traditions and like I don't know how to place her in them and that's been really, is still really tough. I'm struggling even to kind of bring her completely into this space because it just feels very painful. There's that there has just been now so many experiences and amazing experiences that just don't have her in them. And this Christmas is like that. It's just it's like I'm in I'm in our first home and I'd love nothing more than for her to be at the table. And to, yeah, spoil her and to dote on her. And it just feels like, I feel, I don't feel angry. I don't feel angry. It just feels just like so much of an injustice still sometimes. Like these, this time of year, I think that's what comes up a lot for me. It's just kind of the injustice of her death. Um, Injustice is a word that is very prevalent. I always feel like in my grief, it's a word that I always go back to and use quite a lot. Just her whole death just feels like a total injustice to me. 51 and die of a heart attack, it just doesn't make sense. Um, Oh, this is a moody episode, isn't it? (laughs) But that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. I'm, I'm I'm in the unknown. I'm totally in the unknown and I'm not about to sit here and lie and be like, I have all the tips and all the tricks to help you through Christmas because I don't. I can only tell you about my experience and what I've been going through and what has and hasn't worked for me and might you might be able to resonate with that or not. But I'm not going to say I do. I do have some semi tips to kind of help you through just some kind of, I guess, thought thought pieces that you can think on over the over the oh who's buzzing me um as you listen to this episode and you either preparing for you know your first christmas or just you're a bit like me and one's a little this christmas is a bit unknown to you and, you and you're just like what i don't really know what to expect i think first thing i'm going to say is, is sometimes i'm probably going to give myself the advice listen to my own advice here the lead up is sometimes actually more worse than the day itself. If you, if this isn't your first Christmas and you've maybe, you know, been through one already a Christmas or an anniversary or a birthday of your loved one or your own, um, you know, it's almost like our brains kind of forget, I'm going to speak on personal, my mum's anniversary 
more times than most her day is the day she died is actually kind of okay for me in recent years um and more times than most the lead up has been worse than the actual day itself but sometimes I think our brains forget that and so when the next kind of milestone comes up we're like I don't know how I'm gonna get through this one but then forgetting that oh no remember remember last time the lead up was worse but then caveat that sometimes the lead up isn't worse than the day and the day is actually fucking terrible too but it's also good to bear in mind that as you know weeks are approaching christmas if we're feeling a little bit off kilter of knowing okay remember last time when we got through that and we felt a little bit off kilter before and we felt a bit wobbly and to remember that that lead up felt like that but then what did i actually feel like on the day what emotions were actually there on and showing up on the day for me there? So kind of to bear it in mind, but to not also put guilt on yourself that if you're going to be, you know, okay, you'd be like, you know what? I had this before. The lead up was terrible and the day was fine. So don't sweat it. The day is going to be absolutely fine. And the day could come and it could be totally shit. And you might feel like dog's ass, but to not beat yourself up of, well, you know, I, I expected of myself to feel semi-okay today and now I don't because you just never know what's going to happen and to sit with that um I'll talk more about on like actual Christmas day of like what you can potentially do to help yourself if on the day when it comes and you are feeling a bit like whoa um so yeah bear in mind sometimes the lead up is actually worse than the day second tip or just reflection um don't succumb to the pressure to be as I said before Mr and Mrs Claus or just you know Christmas embodied and personified if you don't want to be I spent years of people in my life being like you're such I still do guys I still get called a Grinch this day and before it used to really upset me because I'd be like why the fuck do you think I'm a Grinch have a good guess have a little guess darling have a little guess at why you think I'm a Grinch my mum died and I cannot stand this holiday because she's dead and I don't get to spend it with her. Maybe that's why I'm a Grinch. Hmm? Would you like some salt with those chips? You know, just carry on the conversation. Um, don't succumb to it. There will be people potentially in your life who'd be like, you know, come on. They wouldn't want you to be sad. Mm. Get into the spirit, you know. You never know if this is, you know, your last Christmas or, you know, it's just such a wonderful time. No one can tell you shit about shit. If you don't want to get into it, you don't want to get into it. If you want to piss off for the month and fly off to the Caribbean and just put it all away, do that. But also do know that grief travels (laughs) and wherever you go, the grief will follow. So, you know, but yeah don't succumb to the pressure. If you don't want to get into it, if you don't want to put up a Christmas tree, if you don't want to put up decorations, then you don't have to. That is okay. I think my partner's coming through the door and is trying to get through the door. Yes, he is. Jam recording a podcast. Don't bother me. (laughs) Okay. Um, yeah. So don't succumb to the pressure. What would be my third one? Oh no, and then to caveat that, I'd also say, and this is something that took me 
probably the most recent years has, has been has come to me of that if you do want to get involved with this in the festivities whatever it is and you do actually feel okay at this time that is totally fine as well um I wrote about this I think on my mum's anniversary maybe this year or last year and the expectance that my mum's anniversary was going to be a really difficult time for me was felt you know it's the day your mum died you should of course feel like shit I felt okay I was fine same applies for Christmas there can be sometimes this huge expectation that's not anybody like some people actually do but on oh this time must be so hard for you I'm really feeling for you this might be a really really hard time for you but inside you might be like I'm good I'm I'm all right Jack um but it's hard to say when 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 societally something is expected of you to be like you know they've had somebody die in their life this is going to be a shit time but you actually feel okay and maybe want to find some joy in it to then go and do that can absolutely bring on feelings of guilt and you might be sitting there thinking well if I get involved in all the festivities and actually enjoyed Christmas this year are people going to think that I'm not missing my person like at all absolutely you are grief and joy can both coexist one really does not have to cancel the other out you can still be grieving for your person and holding them in your heart and honoring them in your own way um and it might look different to what people may expect of it so if you do want to enjoy Christmas and get involved and have a different looking kind of Christmas than ones you've had before or even if this is your first Christmas and you feel like you know what no I want to have a I want to have a good time and I do want to try and get involved with it and try and bring my person into the festivities then you do that and feel no type of way about it enjoy it and you know why I say enjoy it because sometimes it's not always like this who knows what next year could be like who knows what all the Christmases after you know this could if you're feeling good this Christmas lap it the fuck up because you just don't know what the the next ones are going to be like that's all I say when everyone says, you know, what, I feel good. I'm like, take it and run with it. And because take that from somebody who who has felt that and has guilt tripped themselves into feeling like shit and got themselves into such a rut to make themselves feel like shit when they've actually felt good and then felt even more shit that they now feel shit when they did at one point feel good. Do you know what I mean by that? If you want to enjoy it, enjoy it. Don't feel guilty. Don't let outside peer pressure or, you know, um, opinions make you, make you feel like you should be feeling any other type of way. Basically, don't listen to anybody. Don't even listen to me. Don't listen to anybody. <laughs> but to move on to making new traditions. Making new traditions can be a very uh, scary I say a scary place because, well, traditions, 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 traditions aren't, aren't, I guess by definition, made to be like nipped or tweaked. A tradition is a tradition. It doesn't change. But when somebody's died and they are almost like the tradition maker who brought their traditions, the keeper of traditions, you know, they're, they're the OG of that tradition. So you are kind of forced to either, well, you're kind of forced to semi-make new traditions. And so 
it can be really hard if, if you're, especially if you're somebody who doesn't like change like me. So my mum dying was a real, you know, fucker for me because I didn't enjoy change. But to make your own traditions and you can make your own traditions and still keep your person very much involved in those traditions. I think that's where my um, resistance of making new traditions was, was that I probably thought, okay, if I make a new tradition, that's me like completely wiping my mum from the festivities or anything like that. Do you have a nice poo, Joe? <laughs> Don't look at me like that, sexy banana. Um, I probably would have thought, and I did think, if I start making new traditions, that is me completely wiping my mum from from like the slate. I hung onto her traditions and what she would do because I felt like that was the right thing to keep doing it, keep everything in place, like how she would do it. But then actually understanding that, no, I can make my new traditions and keep her very much at the center of them if I want to, or have a little sprinkle of her or what we used to do or intertwine old traditions with new traditions. So I'm trying to think of an example of kind of like, and the and this, actually this is a good note. Traditions can change. I know that is so counterproductive for what I just said of you know a tradition by default something that doesn't change is a tradition, but I think incorporating different traditions can change throughout the years. Like I know for sure traditions that I was doing maybe last year, maybe a bit different to this year. Um, like for this year, like I want to start a new tradition now that we're in our new home. And it's very much intertwined with things that we did when we were growing up of like, so for example, every Christmas Eve when we were little, like really, really little up until about, you know, we're talking about a good decade, right? Every Christmas Eve, we would always go to my godmother and father's and we'd always go and it was like, you know, the perfect parent piss up and all the kids are playing together, blah, 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 blah. And kind of, you know, the real like Chris Jenner kind of Christmas Eve party. No, it was absolutely nothing like the Chris Jenner party, but it was still great nonetheless. And now this year we're in our own home. I'm like, I want to do that again because that brought such memory, like good times and memories to me of like me and my mum and just as a family. So like, I want to start that tradition again with us and our friends and start doing that. And hopefully we get older and, you know, God willing, we have families. We can start doing that again. And bringing families and doing the whole Christmas Eve party shit again. Um, so that's kind of this year's traditions. And even, um, actually, this is actually subconsciously a tradition I think I've picked up. Consciously and subconsciously. You know, advent calendars, chockies in a box. You know, you can obviously get like the ones from supermarket, Cadbury's, Maltese's, whatever. My mum used to have this little, <laughs> this little like felt. Christmas tree. So imagine a Christmas tree cut out, but in felt, and it's got all the little pockets, you know, one to 24. And it was, it was basically like a, you know, a recyclable advent calendar. And you put the chocolates in yourself. And my mum would have one of them. Um, and she'd get obviously really nice chocolates. And she'd always hang it on um, our old fireplace. It was like um, cemented in, but she'd always hang it up there. And then this year, me and Joe were talking, and we're like, oh, should we get advent calendars this year? And I was like, yeah obviously there like what a fucking question and I was like oh no actually I want to get one of the like recyclable ones you know we keep and just keep going forever because like that felt Christmas tree had been there since the dawn of day since I was a child <laughs> and so yeah we picked up like this 
little lovely wooden one and it's like I look and I'm like oh we'll take that through like all our different houses all our different homes children maybe and you know it's just something like that so some of the traditions you might put in place might subconsciously be bringing your person and what you once did together into the picture and some more consciously um but I just want you to know it's okay to make new traditions and it's not you doing a disservice to your person it's not you forgetting them it's you doing what you need to do if you do want to get involved in the festivities doing what you need to do to get involved but not make it as painful almost as like difficult for yourself because it's so hard trying to keep up those traditions of what somebody else maybe once did because they were them and you were you you'll never be able to fully like embody them and that's okay and that is okay um so those are yeah probably my reflections of of my past couple of years that a little gentle just reminders for you grief gang um it can be a really shit time it really can and on the day I would say whether you're with family or friends or just with people in general and whatever this Christmas is is if you can try and take you know like 20 minutes to you whether that's first thing in the morning before or after dinner in the evening take 20 minutes for you just to kind of like breathe you know it can be a lot and well a lot does go on in one day on Christmas day and it can be a lot and there can be so many heightened emotions from everybody there And you might just need 20 or more minutes just to have a little bit of time for you and to reflect and to kind of take stock and to just have those minutes with your person, just kind of thinking about them, thinking about past Christmases, have a little cry. It is okay to cry on Christmas Day. I've done it many a times. I'll probably do it this year, probably. But it is okay to cry on Christmas Day. You you won't be a Scrooge, you won't be bringing the mood down, you'll be looking after you, have the cry, it's okay to do so. And to close on here, what's just come to me randomly, I don't know why that just like popped into my head, there was a quote I once saw and I was like, that's so true, it depends how you take it, but it was like, what does it say? It was, this was, it was like, even your worst days only have 24 hours. I don't know how you feel about that, but for me, some, sometimes, most times, it does bring me quite a lot of comfort. So as we're looking towards the day of the 25th of December, and you might be feeling any type of way about it, but if you're feeling particularly anxious towards it, and scared and upset towards it, remember that it's only 24 hours. And then there's all the other days of the years we've got to live without them. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> but it is true. There is, it is only 24 hours and we will get through it. And it might look, those 24 hours on that day might look different every, with every year to come. But no, it will roll over and you will wake up and it's another day. And it will all be okay. You will survive it. 
you will survive it and take that from somebody who's survived six <laughs> oh my god that's a scary revelation <laughs> six years like my mother jesus christ almighty but anyway i hope that was semi-helpful or just even got you thinking about stuff and I've, I'm thinking about not now. I'm really thinking out loud here. Um, but yeah, I hope that has been a little bit helpful, just a bit rambly, a bit chatty. And yeah, I will see you next week for the Christmas episode submissions. Like I said in the beginning, please send in your submissions and follow the Grief Gang Instagram to find out how exactly you can get involved. Well, thanks so much for joining me on that very rambly, off-piste, non-structured episode. I hope it was helpful. It probably wasn't. I don't know. But I'm glad you're here and I'm glad that you listened. Do join me next week for the last episode of this season. My gosh, been going since September. Goodness me. It is the season finale, the Christmas episode that is starring you. And I would love more than anything to hear from you and for you to write in and to share your person and your Christmas memories and your messages to them for this episode. So do go over to the Grief Gang on Instagram so you will be first to know of when I put that call out. Big love. See you next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.